Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. One of the things that I've noticed over the last few years, especially with social media being on the scene, is that when businesses, restaurants, or some entity, you name it, ask people for their suggestions, we find people, they will take the inch and go a mile. It's just the self-absorbed, anonymous, commenting culture that we live in, unfortunately. But then I come across this article recently documenting some actual comments submitted to a wilderness area in Wyoming. And it expresses perfectly what I've been feeling about this. And just so you know, this this wilderness area is a place of camping, hiking, or anything of that sort. So here are some actual real-life comments submitted as suggestions or comments for the wilderness area. Number one, trails need to be wider so people can walk while holding hands. Number two, trails need to be reconstructed. Please avoid building trails going uphill. I'm not joking. Don't build trails going uphill. Number three, too many bugs and leeches and spiders and spiderwebs. Please spray the wilderness to rid the areas of these pests. Number four, please pave trails so that they can be snowplowed during the wintertime. Number five, chairlifts need to be in some places so that we can get to the wonderful views without having to hike to them. Number six, the coyotes made too much noise last night, kept me awake, so please eradicate these annoying animals. Number seven, a deer came into my camp and stole my jar of pickles. Is there a way that I can get reimbursed? Please call. And they actually left their phone number. Now, we look at this or we hear this type of thing and we just shake our head and just disbelief. But there is this similar way that many people approach God. They want all the beauty. They want all the joy of following God and having a relationship with him. But goodness, if if it comes at a cost or if there's an inconvenience or if it makes them feel uncomfortable at all, they want to write that suggestion real quick. And so what do we do when we find that our worship is boring? Well, we're told that we need something more exciting in worship, right? Because the quote-unquote traditional way of worshiping God is boring, it's outdated, and so we need something more contemporary. Many might say it's time for a change. Many folks think the answer is to change the worship. But here's the question, how do we change it? How do we make it more exciting and more engaging for you? Perhaps we could toss around a giant beach ball before service like they do at rock concerts. Or maybe even we could start doing the wave. Instead of saying amen after a prayer, everyone just stands up and does the wave all the way through the auditorium. You know, someone may say, that's ridiculous. But here's the reality. Many congregations are just short of doing this if they haven't done it already. Now, I'm sure you can sense my sarcasm in this podcast But again, I just read another article the other day about a new church being created. Created for men only. Yes, I said that. Men only. Because these men who are members of this particular church for men only have found the traditional way of worshiping God to be too boring. And so discarding more traditional environments, they meet now in a gymnasium one Saturday evening a month. A rock band provides entertainment. The preacher speaks in front of the scoreboard with a clock running down, guaranteeing them they'll be out in one hour. So answer me this. Since when is praising God a matter of personal preference and human approval? 
from what can we see in the Bible, anytime man has tampered with worship as defined by God, he has always messed it up, has he not? And at the dawn of time, Cain tried to reinvent worship services for God. Whatever God had expected of humans at that time had become insufficient from Cain's point of view. His brother, Abel, however, remained true to God's word and worshiped by faith in it. We see this in Hebrews 11 and verse 4. But Cain wanted something new. Cain wanted something different. And what was the result? The Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. What about Jeroboam? When Jeroboam feared the loss of his kingdom, he reinvented worship for the Jews associated with him. He changed everything in public worship, as defined by the law, to a pattern that was more appealing to the masses. We find this taking place in 1 Kings chapter 12. And what was the result? This thing became a sin for the people, as we read in verse 30. Jesus taught, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. John 4, 24. Therefore, we must mean what we say and say what we mean in worship with sincerity as we follow God's word, the truth. We don't get to determine the activities of our worship. Jesus is the only one with all authority. Everything we do in worship must be defined by him as taught by his apostles. If it's not found in the New Testament, we are worshiping in ways not acceptable to God, as did Cain and Jeroboam. You see, worship is reverent praise to God not a service to ourselves. It's not about serving us or our senses or our opinions or the experiences that we want to have. The worship we render that is due to God shouldn't be likened to going to a fast food restaurant and getting a hamburger your way. The only one qualified to determine if our worship is exciting or not is God, not sinful man who is unworthy of God's presence. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. It's always my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.